Hello, everybody. Um, it's another girls' night out tonight. Um, no fellas allowed. And tonight we're talking to the editors from a magazine called From Barriers to Bridges. And there are a couple of, well, three, three ladies who have been going for about a year now. I think it's almost a year. And they are talking about vulnerable people, well, the most marginalised in society. So uh, they give them a, a voice, whether positive or negative, to speak out about the issues that face them. So I'd like to start off with uh, Caitlin. Um, Caitlin Simpson. Sorry, Lizzie, it's Gaz. We've lost oh, Caitlin a couple of seconds ago. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, it looks like then we have um, no guests at the moment, but I'm sure they'll be back. So I think that, can we bring Sean in? Hi, Sean. Hi, Lizzie. If it might be just us. <laughs> Me and you, the girls' night. So what should we talk about then tonight? What's well, going on in politics today? We're going to talk about um, barriers to bridges a little bit, but uh, let's first of all catch up on the week. Um, there is... Um, right, wait a minute. I've just got to get it up. What have we got? We've got the Unison president dismissed oh. from Kirkley's council, Paul Holmes. Yeah. So he has been in um, in the council, in his job for 48 years, I believe. And all of a sudden, well, two years ago, he got accused of, of something. And it's been the 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 in, inquiry into it was over, I believe, 18 months ago. But he's been suspended for two years and two months so far. And today he just got a letter saying that he's sacked. So, of course, all the people in unison think that it's because of his position as president of the union. Uh, do you know anything about it, Sean? I haven't heard much about it, no. Um, but um, I, I, all, all I know is that I think Paul Holmes is on the left in unison. And um, I think there's been a bit of a, a right wing takeover recently in that particular union. And, um, you know, all solidarity to Paul to, to be sacked um, after 48 years working for a union um, and, you know, presuming that he's president, uh, he's been president, that would have been on a voluntary basis. Well, he, um, he hasn't been sacked from the union. He's been sacked from his job with Kirkley's council. All oh, right. Do the we know why that is? Yeah, well, I do know why, but I won't say why because I have no information as to whether he was charged guilty or, or innocent. So we, we won't be able to talk about that. But we can talk about the fact that most people believe that it was because of his left position. And as president of Unison, we, we do know that Unison has been extremely right wing. It's it's. It's assisted the government in the privatisation of the NHS. Yeah, it's it's done all sorts of nefarious things, and um, now that they're saying that the the Socialist Party is involved somehow, that um, you know I, I don't know quite know how, but uh, I think the general feeling is that Paul has been stitched up. And that's a very sad thing, but it's the story of the day, isn't it? You know, I mean, it's happening it to everybody. <clears throat> yeah, um, you know, it, it happened to me. I was taken down because I was on the left and a Jeremy Corbyn supporter. As you know, I was the um, 
Division Secretary for um, the National Union of Teachers and National Education Union, uh, where I live. And um, yeah, it, you know, same thing happened to me. They took me down because I was on the left. Um, I had no solidarity from my trade union um, at all. Um, so, um, you know, I, I, my heart goes out to Paul and um, we wish you well and if there's anything we can do to help you know please let us know um but we stand in solidarity with you um and i would say to unison members you know it, you need to question if you're on the left you need to question why you're still in that union um i'm very surprised at um nhs staff to be quite honest as they've been hugely let down by unison um you know they should be changing unions they should be organizing um to i'm sure i'm sure they they will be um organizing yeah there is there is but... a huge group i'm trying to think what it's called it's um <clears throat> it's get the vote out or something i can't remember what it's called now let me see if i can find it um yeah it's it's four lefties inside unison and it's a facebook group and it's a whatsapp chat and i think they do some some great organizing and you know it's just abominable the way that well it isn't we should expect it i suppose people are propagandized if you go and talk to a nurse in in your local hospital they may well believe that boris johnson is doing as good a job as he can uh, they may well believe that the Labour Party would not uh, would would save the NHS if they if they believe that you know they mm. they believe whatever the mainstream media is telling them, don't they? Yeah, unfortunately they do. Well, I, I don't know. I'm hoping that most NHS staff, you know, they they see actually what's happening on their wards on a day to day basis now, don't they? They can see the private companies coming in and 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 taking over um, different specialties. Um, you know, I know our local hospital, um, which was Park Hospital, it's now Trafford General, it was the first NHS hospital in the country. It was the flagship hospital. And the majority of that has been, um, you know, rented out to private companies over the last decade. Um, yeah. So there's hardly any of it left that are actually NHS beds now. No, that's right. Well, and, you know, it's terrifying, really. And we have Dr. Bob Gill regularly on the show to talk about the history of, of the privatisation of the NHS, how it started and how it's going to end by the looks of it. And we also have uh, Momentum NHS, which is, uh, which is, you know, it, it is linked to Momentum, but it's linked to the Momentum that was, you know, uh, when it was when it had meaning. To, to most of us and uh, I'm afraid it's lost a lot of meaning to any of us now but still there are a few people inside it same as within the Labour Party that are still fighting and we could give them our support you know and, and hopefully hopefully they can you know we, together if we if we just forget about the things that divide us and think about the things that unite us then hopefully we can all agree that the NHS is the most fantastic thing that this country has done that we still have. You know, I mean, we did have social services. We did have gas, uh, water, electricity, trains, buses, all nationally owned. 
by the people and now they're all privatized the nhs is the last jewel in our crown and uh hopefully people are waking up we have a lot of people on twitter now ordinary nurses ordinary doctors ordinary staff the people are striking they're getting together in unions we've had the um We've had the Bart's Hospital, I think it was yesterday, there was a strike. I assume it's going on today as well. Other people have voted to strike, not particularly Unison Union, but other unions, small unions and different unions. And Unite went to, Unite Community as well as Unite um, went to, I think it was Bart's yesterday, and uh, demonstrated outside, you know, about the fact that, that, you know, we're all getting screwed. 99% of us are being screwed by the 1%. So you've got to forget about the fact of whatever you vote. Voting at the moment is going to make no difference whatsoever, is it? It's no. boots on the ground. It's actions that we have to take. Go and stand outside your local hospital and tell everybody that you meet about what's actually happening. Give them a link to the, watch the NHS, uh, you know, the great NHS heist. You know. so yeah, we, we were heavily involved in, uh, I say we, the um, NUT, were very heavily involved in supporting the junior doctors when they were on strike a few years ago. And yeah. we were on the picket lines every day with them, um, you know, showing them solidarity. And that, that was an amazing movement. And we, we to, 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 to some extent, we, we need to do that again. Yeah. And, you know, the, the government uh, brought in the rules that uh, unions can't, there's no secondary strikes anymore. So you a, a different union can't come out in support of another union. Uh, and now the Tories are bringing in more rules that'll, uh, that'll just break the knees of the unions. And it didn't stop us from showing them solidarity, though. You know, we were stood shoulder to shoulder with them on their picket lines. Well, I think, um, yeah, you know. As with Insulate Britain breaking laws, you know, um, the, we have to, laws are made to be broken, if especially if they're immoral uh, yeah. or wrong, you know. And yeah. talking of Insulate Britain, um, the people, the last 19, I think there were, were in court today. And um, well, they were in court yesterday. And then at lunchtime, the judge wondered where everyone had gone and they'd gone outside and glued themselves to the railings. And, <laughs> brilliant absolutely brilliant <laughs> and said that not enough people have heard heard us shout so um send us to prison why don't you so today they sent a 79 year old lady to prison for 30 days so that's very brave of them isn't it yeah yeah so really, incredible. i think i think absolutely what we can do incredible. what we can do about that is talk about insulate britain you know not them stopping the traffic or stopping people getting to work but them telling the story about why aren't we insulating our houses i know everybody all the all the naysayers say well of course the government did that in the year 2000 well they didn't actually they said that they would but then they if they would at the rate they were doing it it would have been uh 2400 years before every house in Britain was insulated yeah, so and it's yeah. now what 22 years later so that's not happened has it it's you know? not happened and you know i've got two boys who are at university and they're living in um you know rented accommodation and um 
they, they're not it's not the best accommodation because they can't you know they can't afford it because the students and you know my, my son he's he's spending an absolute fortune on electricity because it's he's got these drafty windows uh, you know he's tried to put tape around them and everything but it's absolutely freezing and they yeah. he, he, he just can't keep on top of how much of electricity um how much money he's spending on electricity it's just ridiculous mm. people don't realize to... that it's going to be even worse fairly shortly in April. I think everybody's bill goes up by, on average, £660. Your food bill goes up by £180. And um, what was the other bill? I can't recall now. Uh, sorry, audience, to be so not on top of the facts. But um, the thing is that that's a lot of money <clears throat> for ordinary people, you know, who... You know, I mean, whether you've got a good job or not, whether you've got a job or not, you still need to claim benefits to live. Yeah. My daughter has a very good job. She still needs to claim benefits to mm. afford the rent. And she, it's just wrong. It is absolutely wrong. I mean, <clears throat> the thing is, right, with Insulate Britain, just to get back on point, is that What's the first thing we can do to cut carbon emissions, to, to cut everybody's fuel bill? Insulate the bloody property. Yeah, That's the first thing we can do that will halve everybody's fuel bills. It will, it will halve our carbon emissions, if not more. You know, and why? Because there isn't the political will. That's why it yeah, isn't happening, yeah. isn't it? That's right, yeah. To, is to yeah. keep the fossil fuel industry going. They want us paying for all this fuel that goes burns out of our windows and our doors and our roofs and our floors even, and out to, out of our walls even. So, you know, the 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 country, the entire country, ninety nine percent of us are being screwed. Wake up, people! Yeah. So have you got anyway? Any Lizzie, um, I think Dawn and Caitlin are both here now. So uh, oh. should we go over to them? Yeah, um, fantastic. Can you take me out and um, I'll speak to you later. Okay. Hello. Hi there. <laughs> Hello, Dawn. Can we hear you? Oh, I'm very sorry. We can't hear you, Dawn. Well, Caitlin. Yeah. I'll see if Gaz can, can help you in the back room, Dawn. Uh, Caitlin, you are an editor and you are yep. co-editor with Dawn of a magazine called Barriers to Bridges. Now, this Sorry. is for yep. for people who are seldom heard. And yes. it's your first year. You're coming up mm -hmm. to a year now. You've done some interesting things. Do you want to tell me a little bit about them? Sure. So um, basically, I've um, when I started, it was June last year. Yeah, it was June last year. So just sort of as I was coming out of university, um, I started just as volunteer um, intern. Um, my sort of main roles were just sort of sub-editing work other, that other contributors had made, uh, contributing articles and interviewing people myself and um, writing newsletters and things like that. And then as time went on, I started to just pick up more and more things to do which was which was really nice and um it's, it's nice to be a part of a magazine that actually means something you know <laughs> yeah it's, it's really nice yes did, did you particularly pick that or did you just like go for as many 
jobs or internships as you could? No, I um I specifically wanted to. In fact, I think I only I applied to a place called Disability Horizons and this and Barrister Bridges. Um, so I knew I knew what I wanted to work in and what I wanted to write about. My my university dissertation was um about sort of debunking invisible disabilities and how people perceive you and um how authors write about people with uh, who live with invisible disabilities and just. Um, I knew I knew that that was the sort of journalistic work that I wanted to write because, um, you know, some people say it's political, but it's it's just it's, just, it's human rights at the end of the day, and that's that's what I'm all for. Well, everything's political, really. Yeah, Every, everything <laughs> is political, but but our human rights, mm. yes, they are political, but they're they're even more base than that, aren't they? Yeah, yeah we, every single person on this planet has the right to be treated as a human being, and we're not absolutely. doing that, are we? Oh, good, good gosh, no, no. And that's um, exactly what Barriers to Bridges are about, just giving a voice to the voiceless and um, just advocating for topics and people and communities that, that, that matter. And What's yeah. the favourite, your favourite uh, story that you've My favourite? Oh, God, my favourite one. We've done. It's it's odd that I would say this is my favourite, but it, I'll explain why. And it was um, the uh, I did a post about a post. Sorry, I did an article about uh, food banks in the post-pandemic world. And the reason that I enjoyed writing about that so much, whilst also being incredibly angered by the research, was because it really opened my eyes into you know I've had to. Oh my goodness! So sorry. There we go. I um, I had to. It 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 just really opened my eyes into how many people need them. A lot of my family included. Um, but it didn't quite click click to me that, you know, it wasn't just like the odd person that I knew here and there that needed them. People, it's like uh, you were saying just earlier. People who have good jobs. People who have. People, you know, whether you have a job or you have a good job or you have a medio mediocre, you know, job, whatever. Pretty much everybody is needing to rely on it now because of the way that our government's running. Yeah. So yeah, I would say the post-pandemic uh, food banks article is probably my favourite one to write. And uh, what, what? How do you get out to people? You know, is it an actual physical magazine that you can buy and pick up and read? No, it's just online. It's just digital. It's a digital um, quarterly online national sort of magazine. But no, we don't we don't circulate physical copies. Right. I don't know if that's something we might delve into in the future, maybe. But we're also quite, you know. I don't know. Everybody's everybody's um, dropping. Yeah. You know, I think you'll find mm. that all the yeah. old, older people yeah. will <laughs> perhaps still enjoy getting their newspaper, getting their TV times, their TV guide. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, I haven't bought a newspaper for many years, but then that's for personal reasons. I know they're full of lies. Um, <laughs> that's but, very uh, lovely, yeah. Yes, um, but I do know that some people like to hold something physical in their hands. And they enjoy. do, you know. It's like, it's like how our, even my friends and I will talk about physical books compared to kindles and things like that you know oh no i much prefer a physical book or no you know i much prefer an audiobook it's better for my eyes and things like that but um yeah, yeah i think as well it's 
mainly to do with being eco-friendly I feel like just using less paper we've got access to it digitally a lot um, a lot of people have access to some kind of device or another so um, it's just becoming the norm I, I, think. I think I think yeah. that uh, smartphones etc aren't going anywhere they're, they're not going to be going anywhere <laughs> so and yeah. I think the advantages of them and the disadvantages um, the advantages outweigh the disadvantages. You know, the disadvantages are the mining of the minerals that it takes to create a phone, the the, yeah. um, the sales pitch surrounding buying a brand new phone. You know, like buy what, buy, but I bought one last week. Yeah, but this week we've got a better one. Yeah, you know, so um, there are a lot of disadvantages, but you know, whereas with print media, yes, it could be said that trees are renewable. And we could we could print on paper if we decided that we we would go about that ecologic in an ecologically yeah. friendly way. But will we? No, because the people at the top of the tree, Murdoch's <laughs> Empire, would not yeah. would not would not bat an eyelid at chopping down, chopping down the Amazon. Money is power. That's you know, they will that's that's what they'll always prioritize. Yeah. So how much of an audience have you got? Do you think are you are you planning on building that? Do you have a website and a Facebook group and a Twitter account and an Insta we account? We, ha we have all of those things. Yes. Uh, sometimes I like to promote uh, Barrister Bridges through LinkedIn as well. Um, but yes, no, we, we do have an Instagram, which we often promote our um, our articles and our quarterly stuff on. We um have subscribers that subscribe to our newsletters which they get via email we've got um a facebook which we use significantly less than instagram but that's just because um whenever we've uh, looked at google analytics and stuff we've realized that a lot of people much prefer to look at things like instagram um and obviously the way that marketing in general is going at the minute people have much shorter attention spans so they like things like tiktoks and reels and um consuming bite-sized information very quickly and having it be very visual so we're just trying to sort of utilize that very well whilst also still sort of catering to the audience so we're I think we we do more or less use Instagram however Twitter um is a good one to use especially when um following following news and things like that so we do yeah we, I, I would say Instagram and Twitter is the most most used <laughs> I've always found that I would get my news from Twitter as it happened yeah. And then I would disseminate it to other platforms. Uh, you know, I write an article on it and then put it on Facebook or Insta. Although I don't really have much to do with Insta, although perhaps because of my age. Um, I know that my sons and my daughter, they're all on Insta and they're always like, well, you haven't liked any of my pictures, Mum. <laughs> oh, bless them. I'm, I'm really sorry. So I have to once a week, I have to sit there and like all their pictures and posts or whatever they're called, um, all their Instagram. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So bless them. <laughs> I think it is an age, an age thing. To mm. a great extent, obviously, some people are really tech savvy, regardless of yeah. what age they are. But I think it is generally an age thing without categorizing people too much. So I, th I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And do you find that um, how do you get on with Dawn? You know, uh, because uh, she has a visual disability. Um, so she's 
she sees things quite differently to an able-bodied person or even a person with a different disability so do you mm -hmm. find that that really helps with with your work you know because she'll give you such a she'll say there's a different slant to that um not really i mean we're, we're all different you know um i i myself am on the autistic spectrum um i think we all see the world a bit differently whether that's physically or not <laughs> but that's um no true. i get on I got on with Dawn incredibly well. Um, from the first interview, I think it was very apparent that we were going to get on very well. We have very similar views and pretty much everything we discuss. We tend to have our sort of bi-weekly calls just saying, oh, you know, how are you getting on with this piece of research or this uh, thing you're marketing or, you know, this, this article you're writing or whatever. And um, we end up just talking for a lot longer than we should. <laughs> just, and then we go, oh, hang on. Yeah, sorry, sorry. No, I'll let you go. I'll let you go now. But no, it's it's an absolute pleasure working with Dawn. She's she's brilliant. Yeah. Well, so yeah. what other stories? What's the most important story you've covered? Do you think? I think that's hard to say. I think I don't think there's one that's as you know more important than the other. I think all of these topics need to be covered. I don't think there's a, a community of people that need to be vocalised more than the other. So I, I can't possibly say. <laughs> yes. Mm. Although. I often think that um, there are there are stories that still get forgotten about that still absolutely missed. absolutely yeah, and I, that is something we do review um, whenever we talk about things we covered things we want to cover in the future that is something we do discuss that um, communities that ha perhaps yet haven't been voiced I mean there are always going to be that's the thing there's there's billions of us you know there's there's always going to be people that um, are underrepresented which is unfortunate but that's what we're trying to tackle here um we're trying to make everyone feel like they're heard and recognized and validated for who they are and what whatever it is that they experience um obviously politics does tie into that massively but i think i think it should because um like you say everything is politics <laughs> it is would you describe mm. yourself as a left uh, publication or would, oh, how yes. would you describe yourself yes. um, hardcore socialist uh, publication and very proudly so <laughs> well without without socialism we wouldn't have had the nhs we wouldn't have had council houses Absolutely we not. wouldn't have had social services we wouldn't have had the welfare system a whole, so a whole generation of people would wouldn't would probably have never had affordable housing you know my parents included um right. yeah because of that that's uh, that's yeah absolutely true um what do you are you doing anything as a publication or or would you try to do something about the inequality not just of of people with disabilities or or vulnerable or mm. uh, but just ordinary people who are so unequal to yeah. to the those that have you know which is pro i should i call them the 1% because yeah, they yeah. are very few of us who have most of the wealth, the health and the money. Yeah, very, very, very true. Um, I'm sorry, what, what was the que the initial question? Well, would you would you like to think that you would <clears throat> do something about it? You know, what would you like to do about it? Would you like to, uh, you know, have do you think that a huge audience uh, listening to mm. your publication do you do you want to instill in people a, a, an anger or or a 
justification and make them stand up and act make yeah i think it's a it's it's mainly a call to action really so um it's not that we want to instill anger in people i think that's already in people but we just want to kind of encourage people to stand up and go actually this isn't right and this is what we need to do um attending rallies and things like that is um and trying to interview people um in the labor party is something that dawn has actively tried to do quite a bit in the past and um yeah no de it's definitely more of a call to action i think that's our aim um as well as just generally raising awareness but yeah definitely call to action well, tell us a little bit about um oh sorry i've just forgotten her name your uh, your your graphics editor oh uh, celeste celeste that's it I yeah. do <laughs> That's, that's age as well. <laughs> uh, because Dawn, Dawn wanted us to mention her because she, of course, she deals yeah. with graphics. Oh, yeah. She's she's brilliant. Uh, she's she's not just uh, graphics. She's Dawn's assistant, so she helps with so much. And she is um, so she does a lot of the illustrations for the front covers of um of of a new issue a lot of promotional text a lot of promotional images um she does she does a lot of that and um she's very good at it, very good at it as well she she's, she's very humble though whenever i've said oh you're you're an illustrator you're she goes oh i would call myself that but but she is <laughs> she is um but she's yeah no she's very good at what she does and um yeah she's brilliant uh, uh, She's also um, hardcore socialist, just like us. I don't. I don't think you could be really to work with us. <laughs> but um, uh, she's she's absolutely brilliant. I think. I think that everybody is a socialist. They just might not realise it yet. Because if you ask anyone, yeah. yeah if you ask mm. anyone, uh, do they want everybody to to not be in fear of, mm. of having to? be homeless if they get cancer do you know what i mean it does come I mean, down to that, doesn't it it does come it down does it, it it comes to just caring about people really doesn't it and it's it's um yeah a lot of a lot of people who you know support the tory party or whatever that i've spoken to and genuinely just said oh what what's your reasoning for this or the only thing the only only thing they've ever said is oh my the, the tax I pay uh, pays for their benefits. Yeah. And I'm just like... That. Yeah, that's their contribution. But the rest of them, you, yeah, you can... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a hard one, but I just... Go out I, and get a job. Yeah, that's the go common... Go out and get a better sort of, job. If you can't afford to live now, go and get a better job, darling. Go out and get a better job. It's not only classist, it's ableist. It's so many different things under one umbrella term that I cannot... Uh, yeah it's it's it not makes you angry doesn't it and frustrated and yeah it's not know, it's not that easy for everybody and imagine imagine just going up to someone who's homeless and being like why don't you just get a job oh well, well that's homelessness solved then isn't it like that's you, you're not looking at the deeper the, the root cause the root issues here you know people who suffer from things like addiction or money problems or whatever are just as valid and need to be heard they, the last thing they need is criticism and it so it's yeah it's ang it's angering and it's frustrating to to see especially when people can't seem to give well at least from my experiences talking to people who don't identify with um being very leftist is that they 
they they just show such a lack of empathy for people that's it really does just come down to that and I find that very concerning <laughs> yeah well I think that um did, did Jeremy Corbyn have any impact on you on me personally yeah um, you know the whole Jeremy Corbyn thing or did it pass you by see I was uh I was 16 I believe I think I was about 16 when um when he was but um oh, sorry about that but yeah I um no I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say he had too much of an impact just due to me being very young and not understanding much about the world at that point really yeah and you mm. I suppose at that time as well you were at school and thinking about what, what where, where you were going to go after that university and everything else yeah. I was incredibly privileged in that sense is that 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 was my focus and I was bl blissfully unaware I suppose you could say um it wasn't you know that it wasn't that I wasn't like educated I mean I I wasn't I wasn't educated on it but I also had no real view just because my family are hardcore leftists don't get me wrong but they're also very uh, they don't they're very impartial they don't like to show strong opinions so it was never something that was really spoken about in the house um, until I was sort of an adult and voiced my opinions and they go oh yeah no I absolutely agree and this is why I vote I'm like, oh okay like <laughs> it's it's just been a whole thing but yeah 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 because I, I I mean I when I was at school we weren't educated in politics nobody was educated no. in politics because obviously the establishment need to keep the populace a bit dumb so that yeah. they don't question anything and yeah. if you've got an educated populace then they might start questioning why you're bombing this other country to smithereens, why you're selling weapons here and doing this there. That's exactly oh, it. Dawn's <laughs> with us. Hello, Dawn. Hey. Sound? Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, it's all good. We can't... Yeah, I think it's just the, the sound, isn't it? Yes. I'm really sorry. Oh such a shame because she she has so much mm. to say she really um, does she has far more than i ever could you know this is this magazine has been her baby for seven years um it's seven years in the making you know she's got she's got so much to say bless her yeah, yeah she um i i think i spoke to her about four years ago when mm. she was just doing it herself and um yeah she was asking if we could like promote it a bit on the independent mm. media, which we did. But of course, um, it's it's very hard to to get a publication going. Have you joined the Independent Media Association, or have you looked into it or anything? I have looked into it briefly, yes, but um, I haven't officially joined at all as of yet. Yeah, and what about the NUJ or Impress? Are you part of either of those? Uh, no, no, I'm not. Well, I meant the publication, you know, the not you personally, but well, although you can join NUJ personally, but Impress, you know, and the IMA. Oh, yes, no, no, no. <laughs> I know what you meant. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you, so, so, do you see that in your future? What do you see in your future? Oh, God, it scares me, to be honest. I don't know. I really don't know. And I hate to think, really, <laughs> um, when it comes to how the world's going to be. I really hate to think. 
do you I guess, yeah. do you um when you hear i mean obviously even if we don't watch television ever and we mm. don't read the news uh watch the news ever watch television at all don't read a newspaper but and we just go on twitter or insta or tiktok or whatever you still get bombarded with uh mainstream media you know yeah. everybody mm -hmm. i know shares shares a guardian article as if it's as if it's fact uh everyone yeah. says the problem with social media though is that people just read the title of something this is what i mean about short attention spans as well as people don't take the time to do their research they just look at one thing or one title and just go oh cool then reshare it a full a full opinion formed yeah. it's just it's just not but it's not even a full opinion formed is it it's a full opinion given to them by somebody it, else yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's a way of putting it yeah and do you how do you check yourself for that bias when you're writing an article or mm. editing someone else's article for your publication how do you check their bias check their bias always get another pair of eyes on it um for one just because you you know you know how it is if you stare at a piece of paper for, for too long you're never going to see what you know even the things that are right in front of you but um checking even silly spelling mistakes that's what i find you know like <laughs> it goes all the way to publish and it goes yeah. all the way out on all the platforms and then i think ah oh. <laughs> or someone yeah. comes back to me and says oh lizzie i like the way you spelled that word <laughs> I get that a fair bit. Oh, you haven't quite. Or I'll do a PowerPoint for work or something. And oh, hang on a minute. There's a, there's a spelling mistake now. Oh, God. So, <laughs> how can people support you? Um, you know, I mean, we've been putting your your links up on up on the screen. Mm. What about funding? Have you got a GoFundMe or something? We are currently in the works of doing a um, crowdfunding. Uh, actually rather than a GoFundMe just because that's that's just the route we've we've chosen to take um but that would probably be the main as well as well as just um interacting with the magazine and the pages the social medias interaction means everything at the end of the day the message is what means the most but um crowdfunding obviously yeah would help massively it would help circulation it would help to deliver more things like a potential podcast um you know, it could help pay our writers, um, you know, a wage. It could, um, it could, it could do a multitude of things, really, uh, just to sort of get the ball rolling. But yeah, no, I would say, I'd say, just, just interaction and engagement is is the, is criminally underrated. It it can really help, and um, just it, yeah, showing a lot of support. Yeah, I think that's probably the main way. Do you put yourself out there as as yourself uh, as well as um, as well as your publication? Yeah, um, on the on everything we post, we sign it off from the three of us, Dawn, Caitlin, and Celeste. We um, we have our own sort of bios on the website that tell tell you all a bit about ourselves. And um, no, yeah, we we definitely put ourselves out there so people know who who they're reading from and what the sort of what the voice is, where it's coming from. Um, I think, you know, it's it's equally as important for readers to know where their information is coming from, as well as us knowing who engages with us. Well, yes, that's yeah. true. But, of course, it can leave you open to attacks. Have you had any attacks? 
Very thankfully not, uh, personally. I can't speak for anyone else. Uh, I, I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> but um, no, you're very right. It, it can leave you um, quite vulnerable. It's, but it's, I think it's a very much a case of um, if not me, who sort of thing. Um, so somebody's got to do it. Uh, but no, yeah, I can totally see where you're coming from. That would leave you in a fairly vulnerable, risky position. But it's, I think it's a risk that we all know is. Well, I, I think, think the more people that take that risk and put themselves out there, then they can't jail all of us and they can't uh, attack That's all the thing. of us. The more of us that do it, the less at risk we are because, you know, the, the, there's more of us. <laughs> but um, I think as I think as not only as journalists and as people who advocate for, you know, uh, marginalised communities, but as women, I think, as a as a publication full of women, I think it's equally as important to show people who we are, you know? Because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's very easy for people to look at a publication and just go, oh, cool, a straight white man's definitely written that. And it's just yeah. not <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's very easy. Yes, it's it's yeah. sad, really, how, yeah. how simple men are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes, it definitely um it can it's it's a vulnerability that we're willing to accept. But yeah, we, we understand. We understand that it does it does come at a, at a risk for sure. We have to put up with men. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I mean, I mean, great. Yeah, you know, sometimes they're really good. Yeah. What would you say to appeal to new writers or people that don't think they can write? Just post it. Just post it. What's the worst that can happen? You, you know, you're writing just just like your speech and your thoughts will forever evolve. I look at things I wrote last year and go, God, and I cringe a bit. But so what? You know, you're always growing, and as long as you've got good, you know, good heart and good intentions, put it out there. Put it out there, you know. And how do how do people get in touch with you if they want to submit something to you? To they just uh, they tend they they tend to contact Dawn more than myself just because she is the founder. However, it's usually just via email. Uh, it's never usually from numbers just because we don't give personal numbers out for obvious reasons. No, no. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, give me a call. <laughs> no, but no, it's it's just from from email mainly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if. If, have we got any questions, Sean? If you could come in, please. Hello. Hi there. <laughs> oh, you're muted, Sean. Oh no. Sorry about that. I was just trying to find your email address to put out for you, but I oh. found it. I'm just gonna oh. stick this in um in the um chat, in the chat, and then I'll be with you. Okay. So um. Jonathan was asking uh, a question, uh, which I popped in the chat. Um, what are your plans for expanding in the immediate future? Oh, in the immediate near, let me have a look at that. Oh, immediate near and distant future. Are you going to be expanding at all? You're going to be bringing on any more writers or? Oh, we are always open to bringing on more writers, um, whether that just be um, sort of one-off contributors or um you know more staff it's always a possibility however unfortunately not many people want to do it unless if they're not going to be paid <laughs> it's um it's 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 a tough one to weed out um but for the yeah for the near future i think then our next step is crowdfunding and um 
just keeping on looking for um, setting up campaigns, looking for sponsors and just putting words out there. I think um, for the minute that's, you know, we're going to keep on keeping on. We like, we are, um, we're quite proud of what we put out there. Obviously we're always striving to improve, but it's, I think, I think they're generally the next steps. That's, that's the way we're going at the minute. Yeah, well, you've got a lot of fans tonight, Caitlin. There's a lot of people saying yeah, they, think, they think you're doing a great job. They think you're ace. Um, so uh, you really know your stuff. Um, yeah. Some of the things that, you know, we've been talking about tonight um, on the chat are ab about the words that people use. Um, yeah. You know, um, vocabulary is important, isn't it? And yes, definitely. When we're talking about people who receive money from the state to help them we call them benefits don't we I mean one of yeah. I, I would like to change that word back back to social security as it always was called yeah um, and, it, and it doesn't help does it when we've got all these silly programs on the tv called benefit yeah. scroungers and things like that don't pay yeah. take it away and, yeah. and you know how, how do those kind of programs make you feel it's a complete mockery of of, of working people of normal people who are just trying to live their lives you know it's people being criminalized for familiar living and just trying to survive it really angers me <laughs> to be honest. yeah yeah I mean I, I think they should be taken off Dawn can oh, you hear don't. us I think we've got Dawn back with us da Dawn can you hear us yeah she can hear us but we can't hear unfortunately, you unfortunately we can't hear you Dawn We'll have to get you back on again another time when we sort everything out. Oh, dear. Never mind. Uh, we will get Dawn back with us uh, at some point. Um, so I've just been giving out your information online. We've been having a, a basic, uh, well, we've just been chatting about, about, you know, about benefits and how people are demonised. Mm -hmm. Um, Jonathan also made the point that um, now the big issue is uh, too gentrified to be useful. The most mm. marginalised in society definitely need a new publication to make themselves heard. Uh, and he's very excited about the growing left wing media ecosystem. Um, yeah. And he also says, how can we help spread the word about um, barriers to bridges or bridges to barriers, whatever, barriers to bridges? Yeah. Again, it is purely engagement. Uh, so liking the page would do us an incredible, incredible um, favour there. Um, just uh, subscribing to our newsletters, just keeping up to date with what we get up to, you know, behind the scenes of, of before publishing. And um, yeah, just 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 really rooting for us, you know, maybe sharing, uh, sharing the old post here and there that we do. I think I think that would that would be really beneficial. We had well, an interaction with other with other publications such as The Big Issue. Yes, yeah, I think that's a big one. Yeah, yeah, you haven't had any interactions with them though. No, we haven't. We haven't. But um, that's definitely something obviously we're, we're open to. You haven't met Peter Bird. So when I met him, he's he's all he always seems to be. Well, he is so affable and so friendly and uh, down to earth. <laughs> And then we get this corporatization of, of his magazine, you know, where where people are fed into the capitalist market to mm. sell the newspaper. Yeah. Uh, and it, it really, you know, do they, does Peter Bird pay them? No. You know, he expects the general public to give charitably. 
to them. Yeah. Well, that isn't that, to my mind, that is enabling um, exactly what the bloody Tories enable, which is, you know, yeah. Yeah. oh, I'm so lovely because I give to the food, I work at the food bank twice a week. Well, <laughs> you should make sure that people have got a, a social social income that yeah. they don't need to bother with bloody food banks thank you very much is my absolutely opinion. it shouldn't it shouldn't have to get to that point and yeah no totally agree with that actually yeah yeah so do you uh, do you do anything like that do you go to food banks and interview people do you go to anywhere I, and interview people i know it's difficult with the lockdown and everything and that's the thing. Initially, it was all very Zoom call, and it was um, around December-ish. I remember me and Dawn were saying, right, we need to start getting out there again and interviewing people in person. You know, it's scary, but we've got to do it because <laughs> a lot of it was over Zoom, which, you know, it was still lovely to talk to people virtually, as, you know, I mean, as we're doing now. Um, but, it, you know, it's it's never the same, is it, as, as meeting someone in person? But um, I don't know. I think it gives... <clears throat> to people it gives you uh it gives you power it, mm. to, to know that you there are other people like you who do care yeah um, dawn came to our the, the festival of resistance in nottingham in october yeah. and um while she she faced some real difficulties getting there and we all face some real difficulties at the venue, actually, because of the uh, the problems with the venue. We won't go into that now. But, um, you know, she she still managed to do a few um, podcasts and she interviewed Chris and she interviewed a few people. So uh, that's what we were going to talk to her about tonight. But unfortunately... Yeah. She can't oh, get on. Bless you guys. Definitely yeah. have to get her on at some point because no, she's got some incredible stories that she could give you. <laughs> yeah. Far more. Yeah. Well, and, and just the, the story of her travel up from South. Is it Devon she lives? Uh, she does, yes. She lives yeah. in Devon and she's kind of been uh, around the UK um, over the past 20 odd years. Um, and she's she's done and seen some amazing things, really, uh, really has. She uh, We met together in. December uh, they came to my hometown where I live and um sorry I'm saying they uh Dawn and Celeste <laughs> um yeah. uh and it was it was really lovely just having a big catch up and getting to know like the ins and outs of each other's like histories you know um but no gosh yeah she's she's done and seen some amazing things that I think um you know pe people here would absolutely love to hear they really would but not for me to talk about <laughs> I have just posted the feature that Dawn wrote about the Festival of Resistance. I've just, yeah. I've just posted that link on um, on the chat if anyone's oh. interested in um, Yeah, do, do go and read, absolutely. Yeah, do go and read it. It is, it is a brilliant piece. Well, um, I think we're almost, um, we're all, we haven't got that long left now. So are there any other questions? That, do we have any more questions, Sean? Does anyone else want to write um, in? Jonathan has just said, uh, I love how um, B2B has no social political filter or socio political <laughs> filter, and it's of for and by the people it's aimed at. So, um, mm. I mean, so. That's, that's exactly what we love about it. <laughs> it's, um, it's definitely very different. Um, journalistically, in that way, you know, I suppose when I was when I was doing my degree, obviously you told the general codes conventions of the way things work but um 
the way we do things is the you know it's very much you know no sugar coating saying things the way they are and the way they need to be said and that is what I absolutely adore about our publication and um, I'm, I'm glad that other people do too actually it's it's something that I suppose we do think about when catering to our audience and think oh I hope I hope that's something that they that they like and it's it's really nice to hear that from someone actually so thank you for that. <laughs> oh, there you go, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> very um, appreciated. Diana says, every time mainstream media does one of its poverty porn and painting disabled people as scroungers, <laughs> attacks on people with visible disabilities increase. Um, mm. Now, I, I, I can, I can, you know, I, I can probably say that is that is very true. Mm. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you was, um, I have a friend who teaches over in the Middle East. Um, she's in yeah. Dubai. And uh, in Dubai, they don't call people disabled. Um, they call them people of determination. Really? And I, yeah. Really? And I think you know, on, on signs and everything, when you've got car parking, you know, special car parking, um, it says people of determination only. And they have a whole school curriculum okay. on people of determination. Um, and I, I, you know, I think that's, I think it's a wonderful phrase to have. And it's It's incredibly progressive I'm it's um surprising that I've never heard that because I do have a, a very close friend from university who um is from Dubai and uh, she's never mentioned that it's a normal thing to her you see so she probably wouldn't for sure you know, yeah it's, it's that different but to me it's something yeah, that yeah. really stood out and when I spoke to my friend about it she was explaining how they things based on um people um of determination um and i i, I just think it's a, a wonderful thing that they they are doing everything they can to bring down barriers to people um yeah. with with all oh, sorts of difficulties and and you know i think if I was Prime Minister I would be calling people with barriers um people of determination because that's what they are I think yeah that I think that you'd be you'd be very widely respected for doing so that's that's a lovely way of putting it actually yeah I think people with have people have skills everybody has a skill of course we're real people we're human yeah. but it, it might be worth looking at bringing that out I think it might be worth looking at maybe to do a, an article or something on that in, in the future. Um, Definitely. Yeah, people of determination. Oh, God, I'm going to be researching that all of tonight now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be telling my partner, did you know about this? And he'll be like, oh. <laughs> but no, that's, yeah. yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Oh, and that's just in Dubai with that whole of the Middle yeah. East. Like... Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's across uh, United Arab Emirates. Ah, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're so, coming to Lindy. the end of the show now. We're coming to the end of the show, and I just wanted to uh, just make sure that we've covered as much as we can. It's such I, a shame that Dawn wasn't able to get on. Or I do apologise, guys, that you've had to just hear it from the co-editor. <laughs> you know, it's just there's there's so much that she could have said, and hopefully we'll be able to at some point. Um, but yeah, no, it was still lovely to be able to come on here and talk to you guys and ha even have people just commenting really nice things. It's really nice. Yeah. Thank you. Well, we, we, we all wish you luck and I thank hope you look further much. into joining the Independent Media Association. Yeah. <laughs> because, uh, we, we need, we need all the people together because yeah. 
99% of us, all of us, are getting screwed. Yeah. Right? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. And we're all, we're all, regardless of our political ideals, regardless of the little nitty gritty details that we disagree on, yeah. we're all getting screwed. So of we course. need to stand together. So read independent media, uh, yeah. watch vlogs, watch TikTok, watch, look at Insta, however yeah. you get your news, make sure that you look at barriers to bridges. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, everybody. Thanks, Caitlin. Good night. Thank you everybody. so much. Bye. <laughs> Bye.